Vanessa, like I was just kind of uh, blowing you a bit about how awesome you are. You're always, uh, you're, you're so professional. I also want to say it's like, uh, you're one of the comics I didn't know about uh, before the pandemic. And when I met you, um, I think like April, when like uh, the clubs opened, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just seeing you like kill. And like, you have just like these setup punch, setup punch, setup punch. Set, and it's just like, it's like, uh, it's almost invigorating. Is that the right word? But it's like, <laughs> it's really just like, you're, you're a really strong comic. And like, I'm really surprised because like, I think I know all the good comics, but uh, apparently I don't. But, <laughs> no, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, that makes sense. Cause I feel like things got, I'm weirdly one of those people who got better during the pandemic. <laughs> which, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I like I was unemployed for like most of it. So I was just spending my time like doing mics and whatever shows I could get on and like 24 yeah. seven comedy. So like I was doing stuff before, but I feel like I really got a lot stronger throughout this process. Wait, so you were you doing open mics before the pandemic? Like an yeah, open still, micer, you would call it? Yeah, I, I was like heavy, much more an open mic. I'm still doing open mics now, but I'm trying to like get out of the open mic world. So if you ever have any advice, let me know. <laughs> I, here's the, I'll give you advice. Just stop okay. going. <laughs> That's it. I know, but then how do you get enough stage time? I know. I know, I know. I, I, I know the, I'm in this, um, I flip-flop. Like I'll like go to mics and then I'll hate myself and then I'll stop going. And I gotta be honest, man. It's like a lot of, I, I, maybe I'm just in my own, maybe I have like a different sense of reality, but like, I feel like when I go to open mics, people are like, what the fuck's he doing here? You know? And that fucks with me so much. Like I am the most in my head uh, person you'll ever see. So if I'm at an open mic, all I'm thinking is like, oh my God, like I gotta do well. Or they're gonna be like, oh, what the fuck? He's not even funny. Like what's all the, the hubbub on social media or like whatever the fuck. But then I want to try new material and I am a real, like all my new stuff bombs really bad. Like I'm a real process guy. Like in the beginning, my word choice is wrong. The way I do it is wrong. Like, like, and it's really a process of me perfecting. Like some people are kind of like, they have their idea and they're so good at getting it across. Like they know they, they it kind of like the jokes aren't there in the beginning, but like they get laughs. For me, it's like complete bomb. And then I, I kind of like chip away. So I always get in my head, especially at open mics, like I'm seeing all these people that just thinking like, all I think is like, God, this guy supposed to be like at clubs. This guy sucks. Like that's all I'm thinking about the whole time. No, it's that I was the same uh, right after I got hired for uh, my first late night writing job. And I was like going to, thank you. I was going to open mic and I was, I felt the same way where I was like, oh, this is good. Cause I like posted on Instagram and stuff and nobody really is like thinking about anyone as much as you think they are. Wow. But I was like, I just got a job on an NBC show. And they're like, and that was her jokes. Cause I'm the same way. I'm yeah. like, I need to like have all these random ideas and like thousands of punchlines that don't work to like distill it down to what right. does work. Yeah. Yeah. Very rarely do I have just like a joke where I'm like, oh, okay, that killed on the first one. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're also too, you do a good thing where you're like, like you will have longer bits, but there's so many punchlines sprinkled in. Like, I think you had one about how you were moving and then like uh, you thought the realtor guy or the broker or whatever, a scumbag trying to take your money was uh, uh i'm just kidding but you know like the guy the the, the yeah. agent guy was like super hot yes he and was you were basically saying like i was getting a place and the guy who was uh the broker was hot but you were like you had all these punchlines for like every like uh second you know 
like yeah that, that it was really great yeah Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's just the way I write um, is like very tight. Like I, my brain doesn't work any other way. But that is my favorite because uh, if you ever shop for a place, Julian, very attractive man. Very you know what? Attractive. I'm actually, are you, did you buy or were you renting? A renting. Okay. Yeah. See, wow, God. I'm, I'm thinking about buying a place just because I'm, uh, I have high hopes. Um, but uh, maybe I'll hit him up. Yeah. Okay. Look at you. I don't have the money. It's just me thinking. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting, I was just trying to get familiar with the process because like I'm paying rent and I'm just like, I know I want to live in the city because I want to uh -huh. do comedy forever. So I know I'm going I'm to want to live here. And then if I get older and want to have kids and want to move out, I'll just like rent the place out. But it's it's a good investment, but obviously I got to be able to qualify. Um, I want to get a place that's like two bedrooms and shit. So I, I obviously don't have the money now, but I just wanted to see what the process was, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. It's, uh, well, it's, 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 it's scary, you know, because then you start looking at your bank account, you start looking at what you do, and you're like, oh, like, fuck, like, I really got, I don't got much going on. Yeah, it's weird. I'm starting to think your whole, your 20s is kind of like, oh, living on the edge. And then you start to get to the bigger, like, life decisions. And you're like, okay, now I have to really take stock of all yeah. the decisions I ever made. Well, I'm like, I should get a second job, you know, and that's the ultimate, like, well, there's no, I, I already didn't really have much of a social life to begin with, but then it's like, oh my God, my mom's like, yeah, just work hard for like 10 years and then get a house. I'm like, 10 years, like what in the shit? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like 10, like that's a long, what if I want to go out, you know? Yeah. I'm like, God damn it. So you, you had a writing job. Um, or you still yeah. have it. I know the show got canceled, right? No, yeah, we wrapped uh, like a month ago. And they didn't renew it? No, they didn't bring oh, it back. Yeah. I know, classic NBC, just kidding. Well, They're great. I would love to work for them again. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. Um, yeah. But uh, so you had, how do you, I, I've been fascinated with this recently. I've, uh, did, were you always into, like when you got into comedy was because you loved late night talk show stuff? Shows? Yeah, my path to comedy was unlike anyone else's. So when I graduated from school, I wanted to be like an entertainment journalist kind of a person. And yeah. so I took an LA hosting classes, um, like hosting like um, Ryan Seacrest or Juliana Rancic, like on the red carpet hosting. Like they okay. legit have those kind of classes. There was actually yeah. like one place in LA and it was called Become a Host. Um, yeah. And uh, so I took classes there. Oh, yeah. What's like the is there like a showcase at the end where you like you pretend you're on the red carpet and you walk around the classmate you're pretending is like uh, a Gerard Butler or something and you just like yeah. well, how'd it go? Are you doing? Looking good. Like Yeah. Well, it's like the most LA like it, I always tell people it was so funny when I the first class I ever took you took a free seminar and yeah. then at the end of the seminar you fill out this like informational sheet or whatever and then like the next day I got a call and the lady was like we actually really loved you at the seminar you're like one of the only's that we thought were really strong we have a spot open um, for our class starting next week one more spot if you want to put yourself in and I was like yeah of course I'd love to wow. and then I got to the place and I was talking to these other girls and this girl was like I mean I don't want to toot my own horn but they called me last week and they said that they had one spot left and they loved my stuff oh. <laughs> and another girl said oh. the same thing oh. No. And I was just like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we all got uh, scammed with the LA, like, you're going to be a star, kid. <laughs> oh, my God. We're all so dumb. God damn it. I would have <laughs> fought for that, too. I would have I put that in my fucking IG bio. Jesus. 
Yeah. And the glasses were so, I think it was like 550 for like a thing, but I was like, well, she saw something in me. So it was right, such a racket. Right, right, right. Yeah. But were they um, other girls from that seminar too? Or were they from a different? They were from a different seminar, but within the same. So it, I think they just call everyone who does like seminars that week. And they're like, we have one extra spot, but really they have a full class. God, like that, that's, that's a genius tactic, but it's like, you're fucking with people's lives. Like that's, yeah. That's the crazy thing about even in, in stand-up where it's like, dude is bringer, the booker will watch. And then you find out the booker is like, not the booker. Like it's not the booker. He's just the, like, there's no way you do a bringer and then you start doing fucking shows with, uh, with fucking Mark Norman the next day. It, it's just, that's not the, that doesn't, that doesn't no. take so much longer than that. And like, that's how they sell it. If you do the yes. show, you pass at the club. It's like, pass at the club means you're making money and you're there like uh, eight times on a weekend and like every day it's like what the fuck like passed at a club you know yeah. so sell this shit to us and then we all believe in we all get hard and yeah crazy. it's crazy it's but it also helped me realize at that moment like you have to be aware of where you stand and like know that like why i barely did anything i'd never done hosting before like why would she have seen you and been like she's the next you know yeah, because people yeah. will they'll take your money same in comedy they'll be like do five bringers and you'll be passed and then nothing happens yeah. so you have to like know where you stand and whether you're good enough to start getting into things it's so weird but yeah but how yeah. did you um so i've been kind of fascinated with this also like mentioned i'm gonna think about buying a place even you know so i'm trying to think of other ways to make money like i don't mean get a job like i'm gonna go to fucking uh, west side market and bag groceries i mean like should i start a new podcast with a patreon should i get into you know acting is almost like acting is like i was like oh i'll just do a movie it's like yeah as if that's that's how it works you know yeah um but a writing job is more something like consistent. So I'm trying to find other consistent avenues and writing is obviously something I thought of, but here's my way. And like, I never watched the late show with Letterman. I never watched Conan. I never watched SNL. Matt, yeah. I, no, and I, I got into comedy because I'd like dumb movies like American Pie and Scary Movie. Yeah. The guy uh, knocked up. Like I like these like um, romantic comedies, I guess that were just filthy. Yeah, that's how I started getting in the comedy. So I like writing movie scripts and TV shows. I just but that um, I, the, the, the late night stuff, like my girlfriend's like, you should write a packet. I'm like, I don't even know what a desk piece is. Like, I don't I can't I can't even pretend that, that I know. Like I could watch do research, but it's like a lot of these people actually know the show and they're writing for the show because they kind of they've been growing up watching it. Like I, I can't yeah. you know, I, think I just can't even compete with people like that, you know? Yeah, it is such a specific thing. So like when I took the hosting class from there, someone was like, oh, you're really funny, which wasn't the whole point of the class. And so they suggested that I take classes at UCB, which is how I started writing in general. We're all connected, by the way. It's like, yeah. we, we tell, her, tell her to take a class at UCB. She takes a class there. We tell her to take an acting class. They're all connected. And they're all like, here, I hear you're the 10% finder's fee. I know, exactly. They all were just like, we can get a lot of money out of this girl. We just got to keep telling her. <laughs> they have your face on a, on a board somewhere with all the things yeah. you paid for. And they're just like, oh, we made two, five grand from her. Woo! Exactly. They're texting each other like, okay, so I scammed Vanessa. You got her next. And then after that, you guys get on your phone. Like she's, she's been looking up, uh, she's been Googling improv. Like let's throw a UCB in there. <laughs> honestly probably though because i started in class at ucb and then i saw that second city hollywood 
way different. I always have to say way different than Second City Chicago, which is like crazy. I mean, I loved it as Second City Hollywood, but it's a lot less like intense as the Second City in Chicago. Yeah, that's um, like the that's like the comedy seller of the. Empire. Yeah, exactly. So I always say Second City Hollywood. <laughs> I did not study at the like fancy, fancy one, right. um, but they offered a class in like. Uh, so it was a six week class about how to essentially like host your own late night show. And the guy, yeah, who taught it was Kiff Vanderhoogle, who's really, really great. He's awesome. Um, but essentially he, it was only like five of us. And for six weeks, they taught us what is a desk bit? What is, uh, like a, a sketch? What is like all the elements? Yeah. Cause late night is such a, it's such a specific and random thing that it's hard to even like learn where to <laughs> like what you do. Cause yeah. like some classes are sketch classes. Some classes are this, I still can't really write a desk bit. That's not my strong suit. Um, I What's do not get it. Is that, is that just like sitting up there and talking like about topical jokes or whatever? Yeah. So it's yeah. like Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes is a desk bit anything where it's like behind the desk although the more technology moves forward they do less like traditional desk bits but like seth myers have you ever seen his show he has like a a segment called jokes seth can't tell where he has one of his black writers amber ruffin and then um his lesbian writer jenny hagel and they tell jokes that he can't tell as a straight white man Um, yeah it's really funny so that's like a desk bit. So it's anything where the host is just like telling a bunch of jokes from behind a desk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You see, it's like, I, I think about making these packets. I'm just like, I don't even know what the hell that like, I've never seen one episode, even in panel. I've seen some panel with celebrities I like, and it's like, it doesn't grip me because it's very phony. Like they're like, they, I know, I know because I've done radio. First off, I know it's because like, I'll watch like, let's say Bill Burr do panel. Uh-huh. And then I'll see him do so, Bob. But I'm watching from the past, so I'll do see him do a bit that's uh-huh. in his stand special now. I'm like, oh, like he's just feeding him uh, shit. So that completely takes out of me. I like when people are just having a regular conversation, but I think it's network television, so they're just kind of like, oh yeah, that's the part. Uh huh. I worked um, at a show for a little bit, and that's the part that also threw me off. Is like they do so many like pre-production interview calls beforehand, and they'll you'll see some people are really good. Like Melissa McCarthy can just talk, and it looks like it wasn't pre-planned. If you ever yeah. watch her on like an interview on a late night show, but then some people you can tell because they'll be like, "So I hear you have a dog," and they'll be like, "Yeah." So last Tuesday, I went to the vet with my dog, and my dog had. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. You're just like what? Yeah. Where did that? After that, that after that, it's like. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, you started uh, skydiving. You're just like, what? The yes. Turned on. Yeah. There's a really good one. If you ever watched Nicholas Braun, he did his very first late night interview on Colbert and yeah. he went so long during the interview that they like kept telling him to wrap it. And then at one point him and Colbert were talking and Colbert's just looking at him and he's like, I told, I was told to stretch this story. <laughs> it's so funny. He just like, was like and Colbert oh, was like oh okay God. like he said it on camera he was like I was told by your it was so yeah. funny I think they kept it um you that's can watch yeah. it online it's well that's hilarious. funny because it's authentic you know that's like yeah. yeah he was like listen this is how it goes yeah. <laughs> we pre-plan this it's crazy it, it's so crazy too because like when you get on those shows like it's a big deal but for those yeah. guys it's like another day at work like and then like they talk like they know how to fake it um, but they don't really, I, I feel like it's so hard to make someone feel special when it's like, all right, here we go again. Like, here's a, you know, you're doing yeah, like, I, yeah. I did an episode of um, 
Kevin James's uh, show that got canceled. Kevin can wait. Oh yeah. And I get in and I, I meet Gary. I'm doing a scene with Gary Valentine. Well, I'm sure you, do you know Gary? Yeah, no. yeah I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for people that don't know, cause I, I, the more people tell, the more I realize how, like he's like an old person now. Um, yeah. He was um, on King of Queens, which everyone knows. He was Kevin James's brother. Mm-hmm. And in this show, I think I, I, I didn't watch the show, but I think they're also related somehow. So he's a very funny comic too. But like, I remember like, it was like a Friday. I was shooting one episode. I get in there and dude, like he wasn't a, he was a dick, but he wasn't like being a dick to me. It's just, you could tell he was in the motions. You know, he's like, this is Friday. You know, we're doing, we're shooting 13 hour days. I just want to get this the fuck over with. So he just goes in there, doesn't even like really shake my hand, goes, uh, all right, you're the guy. All right. Like, cause he doesn't even, he's never met me. Like, it's just like a yeah. one line thing. So yeah. he's just like breezing through it. And then like, we're shooting. I thank God I was, it was only one line. Like I was fucking nervous. So all I had to say was one stupid line, but um, you know, we did it again. He's like, uh, you know, the director was, he wouldn't talk to me. He would like, the director would talk to us. Then he would talk to the director through me, uh-huh. kind of, you know? But I could just tell he was like exhausted, you know? And uh-huh. for me, this big moment, even though it was still big, I could tell for him, it's like, this is, a, this is nothing to me, you know? Like he doesn't even, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. I mean, even when I was just writing on like a late night show, the like pace that you have to do is like, I can imagine, especially if you do it for so like, Kevin James has done a sitcom for like the last 25 years or like all those yeah. late night hosts are up to like five, six, seven years. And you're like millions of them. Like, yeah. Like, like what did it do for C- for a CBS sitcom? What did it do like thirty episodes a season or something? Like yeah, it's a lot. Like twenty two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he shot over eight, like hundreds, hundreds of episodes. You know, and wow. literally thousands of hours on set with all the other movies and stuff. So it's like this is nothing to him. And for us, it's like ah, you know. Yeah. Like, exactly. Fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. um what did you, so you just, uh, you wrote, but like, what did you write exactly? Um, for Lily? Uh, yeah. What was cool about that show was she didn't come from a traditional comedy background. And yeah. so she was a lot more open to just like doing whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of like- her right now, real quick. Yeah, I'm for sure. For sure. Yeah, so she was like a YouTuber, um, has been doing YouTube for like 11 years. Super, what do you say? She's Canadian, yeah. Okay. Oh, she's very pretty. Um, she me my, uh, yeah. I think my girl. I feel like my. I wonder my. I'm surprised my girlfriend hasn't brought her up to me because my girlfriend's half Indian. Oh, how old is your girlfriend? She's uh 27. Okay. She might. I feel like Lily kind of her fan base skewed a little bit younger. YouTuber. Um, okay. Pseudo. Pseudonym. Superwoman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, she, we kind of got to focus a lot more on like pop culture stuff. She doesn't really lean super political, um, yeah. which was nice for me because I don't really either. And it also was like towards the end of the Trump era where it's like, I'm, I think we're all a little trumped out. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we got to pitch, I mean, this whole second season, they taped in a house in somewhere in the Valley in California. Okay. And so it was a lot more like loose and free flowing and like um we didn't do like traditional monologues we did like rants which is where she would like rant on a topic like why are parents not taking COVID as seriously or like why do you still have to dress formal at work um right right 
things like that, or like Olivia Rodrigo, if it was topical. And so it was a lot more of like fun. I kind of think my niche when I was at the show was like, I was the go-to for like pop culture stuff. Um, Cause that was fun. I got to do like a series called pour one out where she did like a, every time there was a celebrity who like got into a relationship, we'd like oh. pour one out for them. <laughs> so okay. like Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. Yeah. Um, or when Shailene Woodley got with Aaron Rodgers, which is still so random. Um, random yeah. yeah, so it was like all over the map. I got to do a lot of sketches. She's really, really big into sketch writing. So it was a lot of sketches, So, which was fun. Nice, nice. That's very cool. That's, that's fucking awesome. Um, and I'm sure you'll get another job pretty, you know, pretty yeah. soon with your resume, you know. But now it's good because you get to focus on stand-up too, like you said. Yeah, which is nice. So I'm doing a ton of that. Um, and just, yeah, trying to trying to stay busy. It's not hard when you do stand up <laughs> to it's, like, it, yeah, it's, it's, I got, I mean, I, I've had this kind of epiphany recently where it's like, I just want to be in the city. Like, are you at Greenwich this weekend? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, me, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. And I just like, this is like, this is one of those weekends where I'm in the city and I have like, like 15 spots, like Friday through Sunday. And I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. Well, it's the, yeah, it's like the best. It's like, it's like all I want to do. And then like, I recently was going on the road and like performing. Here's the thing. It's like, you do one show a night. Maybe if it's two shows a night, it's actually kind of, it's fine. But like some of these shows I do on the road, like it's, it's my whole day's dedicated. I got to leave at 2 PM to get the wherever the hell the beat traffic. Yeah. And it's, it's these shows for like the oldest fucking people, you know, <laughs> and they're married. And I'm like, I got joke. I'm young. I want to talk about, um, getting laid whatever like just like my you know yeah. what, what, what our age people talk drinking and they're all old and it's like you, you should yeah. just hire a guy that talks about how much he hates his wife and kids like why am i here yeah and i i get through it i always feel like they just think i'm adorable you know like i never <laughs> feel like i connect totally with them and i just got to the point where it's like i just want to be in the city and i know the city is tough though because you only get to do 10 minutes 15 minutes a spot yeah you know, really work out stuff but it's still like those crowds we do when uh, at Greenwich, I was like something like last time, like recently it's been a little creepy because they all are like 16 years old, but <laughs> yeah. it's still fun to just like, cause you, you're still fun to do crowds that are younger. It's just more fun, you know? Yeah, it is. It's, I think one of the worst ways to bomb, I feel like is when you're bombing, but it's because you know that like, oh, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yeah, yeah, it's the worst it's like these jokes are funny you just the references the time period the where you're at in life you're just yeah. none of this this is just gonna be a weird speech for us <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 sometimes I do these I'm just literally like all right I'll take out every I'll literally just talk about myself like which I don't mind doing but I want to have my opinions in there but I don't have any opinions that anyone that's older over than 40 is going to respect you know yeah exactly you know, so, like, so tough. God, it's just like, what? It's like, yeah, I have anxiety. It's like, bro, I have five kids and a mortgage. Like, how, what, what are you talking about? I'm yeah, dying. Like, my, I'm counting the days. I have cancer. Like, you can't, you gotta shut up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, but, but therapist uh, said I should think about, you know, talk yeah. about it more. And they're just like, get the fuck, shut up. <laughs> yeah, they're like, stop it. I know that's an interesting thing too. It's like comedy is also one of the only things where like the older you get, the more like rights you get for people to listen to you. And like, you don't like fade out as you're older. People are like, okay, great. Now we, now we yeah. want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. So I was also, I, um, so I was at a, I was had the show at QED. They're doing house shows now. 
Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh. So it's like, it's like a regular spot. You get spot pay. Um, so I was doing that. And then I get a call from the stress factory, which is a club in uh, New Jersey. Uh-huh. Great club. They're like, Oh, do you want to come tonight? I'm like, fuck, I can't, I gotta, and it was going to be way more money and like, you know, bigger crowd. Yeah. And, but I was like, I can't cancel. This is a city spot. Like I just can't cancel. Yeah. And then I remember, so before the show, I went to Gotham to hang out uh-huh. and this guy that was hosting at Gotham was like, Oh yeah, they called me too, but I was busy. And I was like, yeah, I feel like uh, I have FOMO. And he goes, now nah, you did the right thing, man. It's just like, it's that Jersey. There's no, no, like in the city, it's like people, there are people that could see you, you know? Yeah. In the crowd in Jersey. Like there's still, even though it's not as prominent as it was before, there's still a chance of like industry just creeping around. Like in your, you're not going to get that in fucking Jersey or goddamn the middle of Ohio when you're on the road, you know? Yeah. So, That's the part that I felt like as I go up the ladder becomes the hardest in comedy is like, okay, figuring out what's going to be the most beneficial is so hard, especially when you're starting to get like double spots or whatever. You're like, all right, which one is going to be the one that's like, it's so hard. Yeah. I would say definitely like if it's the city, it's like, yeah, it's, it's hard to like balance what means more. I think right now it's like, I think pay is definitely like the top. Yeah. And then just like in terms of like, what venue is this? So, cause obviously if you're like, um, Oh, like come to a spot the seller for free or whatever. It's like, all right, that's more important than any fucking paid spot. But it's just different, you know. It's like, or the stand, like, oh, come do frantic. But yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I have a Monday spot at Greenwich that pays twenty five dollars. It's just like, I like stand spots, kind of like, kind of might be a little more important because I'm, I'm, I don't work there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. True. So, um, you're a fucking great comic. You're a great writer. Let's. Let's try to figure out where this all came from. Where did you go to high school? Where did you grow up? Okay, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Woo! <laughs> I, I think you told me this once. Yeah. You know where I know ranch that that was it Rancho Cucamonga? Uh-huh. I you know I've heard that in an episode of Entourage. I don't know if you know that you know what that show is? I do know. I haven't yeah. seen the show, but you I do know. You know the it. reference reference I'm about the No. So there's a show called Entourage. It was pretty big in the early 2000s. It's like a bro show. It's a celebrity and his entourage. That's what the whole show is about, right? An actor, celebrity. And he has this crazy agent that's played by Jeremy Piven that's always screaming at people. Yeah. So he's like telling someone on the phone, like he's going to like end their career, ruin their career. And yeah. he goes, I'm done with you. You won't be able to get a job delivering groceries at Rancho Cucamonga. Like he just said this like really obscure <laughs> fucking thing. And it was so funny because it's just such a ridiculous name of yeah. the city. It's hilarious. People always think I'm making it up. That's so funny. What what part of um, Cali is this? It, so it's like an hour outside of LA, which is why I always say LA on stage because it just stops the whole show if I say we're to Cucamonga. <laughs> they think you're talking about Hawaii or something. Yeah, they're like, yeah. what? Um, yeah, it's an hour outside of LA, technically in the Inland Empire, um, if you're yeah. familiar with that. Like you've probably been to the Ontario Improv. Mm, or not the Ontario Oxnard Oxnard maybe it's called Irvine Irvine yes but there's a comedy club in Ontario California I always forget what it's an improv or it's a levity live it's one of those yeah one of those I Um, I was you know I was supposed to I think it was the Oxnard I think it's Oxnard levity and Ontario improv okay yes yeah yeah yeah. that makes sense around there yeah Mm -hmm. so I'm like right there cool how was uh where did you go to high school I went to high school, another weird name, Los Osos. 
Los Sosos. Oh my Los God. Los Sosos. It stands I, for the bear. For the bear? Uh-huh. The, like the, the flag bear for California, that bear? Uh, no, I think it just means the bear in Spanish. I took oh, French okay. in high school. So you went to Los Sosos High School in Rancho Cucamonga, <laughs> California. All right. That's not easy to forget. Um, how, so how was it? How was your experience there? Were you doing uh, show business comedy stuff then or were you, were you, you know, into other stuff? It was good. No, I wasn't. It was like uh, one of the best places, at least in my experience to grow up. I was originally born in Northridge, California, okay. but then the Northridge earthquake happened when I was like one, one and a half, two. And so that like destroyed our home. And so then my parents had found uh, Rancho Cucamonga and loved it. And so, yeah, I grew up there. It's a, it's a suburb. It feels very, I want to say desperate housewives, but not with the murder. <laughs> Just like, right, right. Yeah, just simple suburb, very safe, nothing ever, like, there was no, like, I mean, we had, like, one kind of scandal, uh, which was, like, so very suburbs, was, like, our school was, like, in a newspaper because of, like, kids were selling pills, and I was, like, classic suburb drama. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things, that's how you know it's a good neighborhood, where, like, that's, that's where all the police's effort is going into fucking yes. selling pills. You know, that's like the big story of the city was like what big scandal adderall all those what? kids didn't even go to jail their parents uh, got them out of it got good lawyers yeah exactly they were fine nice so it just sounds like a pretty nice pretty nice place to grow up basically pretty like upper middle classy just nice you know no, no problems yeah for the most part i always try i think as a comedian once you get into this you're forced to like reevaluate your life and be like what happened to me <laughs> what was I the probably- thing um but yeah it wasn't where I grew up sadly <laughs> yeah I have that guilt too where I'm like is my life too good right now like do I have not have any adversity that I'm facing like yeah right it's so weird yeah I'm like I need some trauma I need some uh <laughs> or not actually yeah so um how was high school were you cool were you would you maybe uh, a loser or what like what were you High school was good. I did cross country. So I feel like wherever you feel that puts me in life is where I was at. I wasn't a cool kid. Um, I wasn't like a nerd. I I had like a small group of friends, but it was one of those things where I kind of like dabbled in like different groups. Right. Um, but then I look back and I'm like, we were I think we thought we were like cool, but like all of us were like in AP classes and like <laughs> on track to graduate with honor. Like it was totally, um, just totally fine. I hung out with I'm trying to think, I guess my group of friends was a little bit more artsy, but nobody was like pursuing that as like necessarily a passion or anything. But I definitely was around the people who were like, let's hang out and talk about poetry or uh, go to like a film festival, maybe kind of a thing. Very interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that, that's the opposite. Like my friend, no, like did not talk about going to. You listen to poetry or music or go to a jazz club. My friends were all just like, uh, well, well, "How we getting alcohol? How we getting the bottle? Who's got the fake?" And then you just hit up any uh any party we can uh, sneak into. Oh, um, that's funny. I was like one of those rare kids who the Dare program worked on. I was like, I'm oh, in. Oh, it scared you. 
<laughs> I don't know if it scared me. I'm a very like logical thinker. So I don't think it scared me. I was just like, okay, if they say this is what drugs do, that's what drugs do. <laughs> right. I love you. are such a rule follower. I love it. Like, have you ever been arrested ever, ever suspended or anything? No, I, I, I know it's so bad. I'm 100%. I, my no, it's sister, so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's bad. It's, my sister was always like late to classes and would always get detention. And she was reminding me lately of there was a moment once where she, we both had to do lunch detention. She was like late or something. I, I don't remember why I had to do it, but she remembers walking into the detention room when all the other kids were on the other side. And I was like sitting away from them and she was like, Hey, Vanessa. And I was like, hi. I was like, I don't belong here. <laughs> like that was my, oh, really? <laughs> was like, me. Yeah, I'm not one of them. Like I'm here, but like, we are not here for the same reasons. This is a mistake <laughs> and I am fighting it right now. I will be pulled out any second. They'll come take me out and they'll apologize. Can exactly. Ask, do you, do you, um, so what did you get detention for? Like, how did you get the, you say you don't remember. I don't, I, I imagine it was because my parents dropped us off late yeah. and I, so, got yeah. it for that it was it definitely wouldn't have been I was never the kid to like act up in class or like yeah, yeah it's, it's I remember those... I remember I'd be in the I was in detention for real reasons and I remember you know <laughs> you can get detention if you're late to school like that that's just how it is so you'll yeah. have these kids that are late to late the, like the late people detentions uh -huh. um and you could tell their vibe was so off. Like if you were in detention normally, you go in there, you throw your bag down, you start throwing paper balls, or you just know the other kids there, you know? And yeah. the the people who were there for being late were all, like you said, just in the desk, just taking the time to do their homework, <laughs> you know? Super quiet. And like as yeah. soon as the bell rang, got all their stuff, ran off. Yeah, um, isn't that so funny? I always wonder, is it more that we we fall under certain labels or people label us and then we just become like one of those labels. I don't know. It's very yeah. weird. Well, I feel like getting detention for being late is definitely kind of like the going to jail for weed, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you're not a bad person. It's just like, like you said, your parents could just be the late people and they drop uh -huh. you off late and then you get screwed for being late, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're not a bad person per se, but I, the rules are the rules, which is, uh, I mean, that's not even like that's the parents should be the one getting punished if you really think about it if they're dropping their kid off late to school you know? yeah right isn't that so funny how they make you pay for the things and you're like i didn't i don't drive myself to school <laughs> like yeah 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 and so i want to ask you though because you this is totally random but like you're such a like you said like you never blow the light like i said you never blow the light and all that stuff um you're on the so early for the podcast um when people make you late or things kind of out of your, cause you, I can tell you probably do everything you can to be on time. If you're ever late because of someone else or the train's not going, do you fucking lose your shit? I is, yeah, I hate it. I really hate it. <laughs> I am that person. I've never like outwardly. Well, I probably will. My sister, she's only a year apart from me, which is why I always talk about her. And she um, got put back a grade when we were younger. So we went to all through school together. Yeah. So like, I always reference her cause she was like my best friend. We were basically like twins, but not really twins. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she is the polar opposite of me, which is why I always think like when I'm with her and we're late, she's like, if it's, if it's starting now and she's still at home, she's like, I still got to get ready. <laughs> like she's that person. Oh my God. Yeah. And really, I'm, yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I don't care if I'm in my pajamas and we need to go like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so 
let's yes. get there an hour early and uh, we'll yeah. find something to do while we're down there. It'll be a Starbucks. Exactly. Yeah. Which makes comedy, it's good for reasons like I don't pull the light, but it's bad for sometimes when like you show up to a show and you're like, okay, and I have another one after this. And the people are just like, oh yeah, we'll start soon. We'll see. Like, and you're like, let's yeah, go. Like motherfuckers. Like I, I, I'm doing everything I can. Yes. Time. Work with me. I hate my girlfriend gets like that too. She gets mad and she goes, what she goes, I hate uh what's the term? Um incapacity. No. But she she gets mad. She but there's a really she's a scientist, so she has all these technical terms. I, I can't my brain can't even process. Um I don't know. She gets mad though. Like if 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 like the trains late or people delay her when she's doing everything right, she'll she'll she gets furious you know like incompetency that's i hate incompetency like she'll just yes. take her fist to the gods you know oh yeah 100 percent. i am the queen of like if i am like needed to be here and i got here and that then i like get driven insane by those things have you ever heard the phrase uh lack of emergency on your part isn't or lack of preparation on your part isn't an emergency on my part <laughs> that's also how i feel about like oh, yeah. when that's yeah. great. That's a good one. I never heard of that, but I love that. Yeah. I had a boss who used to have that on their wall. And I was like, that's how I feel when other people like do things or are super late. And then they're trying to like rush you or like, and you're like, oh no, I was, I was ready to go. I was on time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. The, sometimes I get really mad at the trains, which is pointless. Yeah. I'm mad at no one, but it's like, I, I, everything's like the other day I was like, everything's perfect. You know, everything's uh -huh. perfect. This happened like yesterday. Was the finals game? No, that was two days ago when the when the what the when the Bucks won the finals. Yeah. I got I, I finished my my last spot was like at eight twenty or something. Uh -huh. I was like, this is perfect. Eight twenty. I'll get home. I'll watch most of the game. Yeah. And the fucking the train is just like in like so I was going from Queens to Manhattan. So I was taking uh -huh. 59th and Lex. I was going to 59th and Lex from Queens and just got that 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 that's a long train. That's a long stop yeah like i stuck in there for like 20 minutes i'm just fucking screaming because it's like i did everything everything i could everything's going perfectly and the fucking train is fucking me and, and yeah. it's pointless because like what are you gonna do you know but yeah I, it just drives me nuts and i'm furious and i'm foaming and i'm like pissing and, and moaning and then everyone the train's looking at me like god damn it this guy's a, an angry fuck yeah those things that's the i think that's the thing that's the worst is because you're like a sitting duck you're like i literally can't go anywhere you don't have service to even like text people like sorry i'm gonna be late you're yeah just like, yeah yeah cool i always feel like i'm late too people are gonna be like you're the late guy he's the late guy he's like i yeah god, i did everything i could to get here and i swear to god yes that is the absolute worst i hate that oh i wish i could be one of those people like your sister is like i don't give a fuck they can wait for me yeah just, my dad is walk in you're just like oh. my dad is the exact same way i remember one time we showed up to a wedding we walked in like two seconds before the bride walked down the aisle oh <laughs> my god i'd be so embarrassed dude so yeah i was literally thinking, like so annoyed and he's like what we made it we're here it's fine yeah. <laughs> you're like nah i almost wish i almost wish like the people in my life were like that so I can get away with more shit, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, so what else can you tell me about your high school experience? Like, did you have a, how about prom? How was prom? Um, prom was good. I ended up just going with a bunch of friends, which was solid. Okay. I, I remember it was hilarious because I went with my friend. This is probably not a PC term anymore. <clears throat> Maybe it never was, but my friend, I call her ghetto Alicia um, because she is, 
so yeah. great so ghetto um yeah. love her to death but she is just like she would always um just super loud super like this is not the best thing was always ready to clown someone we got a white limo which is fine it's totally fine love it yeah she lost she was like we're going to prom in a white limo <laughs> she was like what like had it fit the limo uh did not um it was broken, so yeah. it didn't go down all the way, which was so great. So he just yeah. couldn't put the divider down. Yeah. Um, it was also oh. at, did you ever see that horror movie Prom Night? No. Okay, it was a horror movie. We had our prom at, at the place that they did that horror movie. Oh, really? <laughs> which is a weird vibe because it's a movie about kids getting killed at prom night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were like, cool, this is a weird tone. Um, but that was still... Overall, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, it was like a, uh, my prom experience was so weird because like I said, I ended up having to go with friends, which was fun and fine, but it was like a group of us who was like, people just broke up with people. So we were all like going stag to like have fun. Yeah. But then one girl ended up bringing her boyfriend and then another girl brought her boyfriend and it was like, we thought this was gonna be singles night. Yeah, everyone um, cracked, everyone cracked. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. There started just to be like little cracks like that, where you're like, okay, there was one girl who, bless her soul, was very, very sweet. Her mom had, she didn't really, her mom had called before and was like, I, I don't know who she found my number from. from. Someone yeah. gave this girl's mom my number. I had never met her before, but her mom was like, hey, my daughter was going to go alone. Can she ride with your group? And I was like, yeah sure so yeah. we just had a random girl who none of us had ever met before a group of outcasts yeah, yeah it was it was literally like a movie in that yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. it was like the most random prom group that i have ever experienced in my life yeah that's sweet though like that because that's the thing about prom and i always say this it's like those girls probably cracked because it's like it's prom it's like oh i want to go with some guy take the picture yeah like they just you know, they talk all their shit, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, fucking, I don't need anyone. We'll all go together as girls. And then, you know, a lot of girls, I feel like they want that. Like, you know, a lot of girls, like, even like as an adult, they're like, you know, I, I, I don't need no man, blah, blah. But like everyone, even guys, they want to be married, have kids and have that kind of like, you know, a lot of guys yeah. like, oh, I want to get fucking laid, you know, blah, 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 pussy. But like, they all every guy wants like that girl, you know, who's going to be like his, uh, his rock, you know? Yes. So it's At the tough. End of the day. Uh -huh. It's tough. But then it's also like with the, the mom calling like, Hey, like, you know, can my go? This is important. Cause like, I feel like that, that could probably be the source of a lot of therapy juice when you don't go to prom with someone or you don't go at all. Like I know a lot, I've had people yeah. on here like, I didn't go fuck that. Who the fuck care? And that there's, but they're like, they're not saying it like that. They're like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Fuck it. You're like, oh, all right. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe like, what happened. Isn't it so weird that prom is such a trigger for people? I find it fascinating how much stock we put into prom. And like, even I'm like on the opposite side where like, now I look back, I'm like, why is like every movie about prom? Why is yeah. prom the like thing that becomes the divider for people? Like how you spent your prom is how people think you spend your life. <laughs> and it yeah. does not seem that way. It's just like, no. oh, it was a fun night. I think it's just like a, it's a night, it, 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 it's something that's like, it's ending, it's like a, the, like the, the closure, you know, uh -huh. for maybe this experience of being a teenager. And yeah. 
you kind of, it's almost like, where, wh what have I become? You know, do I, am I seeing myself the way um, I envisioned where it's like, like, let's just say it's like prom for us might be like our last, you know, when we get old, you know, when we yeah. get to our forties where it's just like, all right, am I where I am? Like, um, I'm a class president or I have a good job. I have a girlfriend, you know, or my prom date. Um, I have a lot of friends. We're cool. We're going to get a limo. We're going to do it up. You know, it's a basically like a last hurrah. And if that hurrah is kind of whack, you kind of hate yourself, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of true. Yeah. That was a very deep way of looking at it. I'm just making this shit up off the top of my head, but <laughs> I, I, I just, that's because, 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 you know, even for me, like I would tell someone like you should go to prom and if you can't find someone that wants to go with you for sexual reasons, uh -huh. just, just go, just find, go someone like, you know, it, it might be embarrassing. Like you might feel like shit, but it's like, you should just, that was weird. There's a flowers here and like three petals just fell. They probably didn't yeah. go to prom either. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like, um, it's a big deal. It's one of those things that people, you know, obviously it's not a big deal, but it does affect people if they go or not. You know, it's like, it's like someone's like, someone calls you ugly or whatever. You're like, yeah, fuck you. I don't care what you think. But then you turn around, you're like, God, you know, like, that was all right. I don't think I'm all right looking. You know, you're just kind of like, yeah. oh. you know, that is true. Yeah. It's, I always... Oh, here's a good example. Everyone, everyone has a birthday, right? Uh -huh. So many people are like, I don't give a fuck if it's my birthday. I don't tell people. I just want it to be quiet. All right. I don't want anyone singing happy birthday. That's gay, bro. That's gay. I don't <laughs> want to go out. I just want to be cool. I, everyone that says that to me is lying for themselves. I think everyone, if it may not be like they want to party, they want everyone to know to show up. That's the sociopathic, but uh -huh. everyone I think still wants people to write on their Facebook wall, text them. Cause if you don't get any of that and it's your birthday, that's fucking terrible. That means no, that, that can, that's attributed to like, no one gives a shit about you, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like not celebrating your birthday, you don't have to go all out, but just not celebrating it always seems inherently very sad to me. <laughs> when people are like, I don't want any recognition that it's my birthday. I'm like, why, what happened? What's going on here? Yeah, it's your one day, it's, it's your one day to be selfish, you know? Yeah. Now, some people take it and turn it into a month, but it's your <laughs> one day to be like, yeah, it's all about me. Buy me drinks, buy me that. Like you can be sell, like, like for someone like me, like I, I'm a guy that's definitely not like, listen, my birthday doesn't, I don't want to do anything crazy, but I definitely want, I want to do something where people will come for me. Like it makes me feel like, it's almost like a check on like how many friends I have and how my life's going. I think yeah. that's kind of what prom is. It's like, here's a check about, you know, how many friends I have. Cause then you got, you know, you got to go to prom party after then you got to go pre-prom and like, dude, like if you don't have any of that, if you don't have a pre-prom place, uh, a, a date or someone to go with, um, you don't have a place to go after. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's, I hate to say this cause like there's probably people that are going through that right now. I don't want to say your life's sad, but it's like, the worst thing you can do is pretend like you don't want it, you know? Yes, yeah. Like, I think we all kind of, we all want to be loved and appreciated. That, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. I yeah. think it's just about like saying that, I think, yeah, people try to act like they don't want it because they think other people aren't going to do it for them. And it's like, well, that's even more sad. <laughs> you should right. have people in your life who want to try and celebrate you. You, you will be surprised 
about how many people care about you. If you go um, for comics, if we go, I got, I'm, I, I got a book for late night. Does anyone have any shows I can do to prepare my set? You'll be surprised at how many people reach out. I'm like, come do my show, come to my show, congrats. But on a normal day, we're always thinking like, ah, fuck, no one wants to book me. Everyone thinks, you know, you know, no one like, yeah. I don't want to like impute, uh, impugn, is that a word? But like, I don't want to um, just, just do um, like, like uh, take up space on people's show. Like people, and then your family too, if you ever need anything, you'll be surprised. Like how many people yeah. are like, you know, it's just that people aren't going to do it every day. Like people are going to be like, I love you every day. You know, that'd be yes. crazy. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. But um, how about, so you did track. How the fuck do you do track? I know. Well, I did track and cross country. Cross country was my main thing. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I did it because I wanted a Letterman's jacket. And <laughs> oh, really? That's, is that the easiest way to get one? Pretty, pretty much. Uh, well, not even the easiest way. It's so funny. I think I think about cross country the same way I think about comedy, because like a ton of people every year, the way my school did it was if you didn't, if you did a sport, you didn't have to do an actual PE class because okay. the sport, yeah, the sport would take up your six period. So that would be count as your PE. And so a lot of people would do um, cross country so that they didn't have to do a PE sport. But then it was like cross country is like you're running like eight miles a day some days or like five. It's like you should just do dodgeball. <laughs> like that would be the better option. But I feel like a lot of people do that with comedy sometimes is they're like, oh, I want to be an actor or whatever. So let me do stand up. And I'm like, stand up feels like the more draining version if you're not just interested in like doing stand up. Yeah. Um, people say yeah. that too. Like people always say stand up is the hardest. And just because I know I do stand up, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. But a lot of people that had that do dabble, they, they do, uh, dip their fingers in both do say stand-up is like the hardest, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if stand-up's the hardest, because I'm agree with you. I don't know if it's the hardest because of the actual physical thing of stand-up, but I think it's the hardest because of like the amount of times you have to try and get on stage, like the yeah. ways you have to try to get booked for stage. There's so much like extra that goes into it beyond yeah. just like the stage stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. the part that makes it like, Okay, if you just um, want to be an actor, I feel like there's a lot more simple ways to get a, go about that. But yeah. who knows? Uh, but yeah, I did cross country. No, go ahead. What did you say? No, who cares? It doesn't matter what I was going to say. Go. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. Oh, what did you say? No, nothing. Go. I, I want to hear about the cross. I'm fascinated with people that can run eight miles. And I did. Oh, yeah. I ran, I ran four miles today. And um, I was just begging to, the, to God. Um, my my 45 minutes was up the last 15 minutes yeah it was very hard um I mean I enjoyed it because it's always fun like the races were fun but again the races were like three mile races so yeah. to like be able to race three miles you have to like regular practices were like I said five six mile days um we had it was in California so we had this one race at this place called Mount Sac every year, which is pretty much just an uphill course for three miles. Yeah. Um, there are like a lot of like hills. So we had like hill training like twice a week where we had to go and like, there was this one hill in our city that we had to run to. It was a two mile run just there. Mm -hmm. And then you had to do hill sprints where it's, everyone starts at the bottom of the hill, sprints all the way up, walks down, sprints all the way up. And varsity had to do like six. We, JV would have to do like four. It was like, yeah, it was insane. And then you'd have to run the two miles back to school. <laughs> so 
it was def- give up was there any option to, like just fuck this like i'm, I'm, I'm I, gonna sit down i know not really i mean they sometimes they had like partners and our coach would like drive around one of the coaches ran with us one of the coaches would drive around in a car just to make sure no one was like passing out what a dick, what a dick. like I, <laughs> I i respect a guy that runs with you but a guy in a, in a fucking golf cart fucking poking you if you if you take yes. a break or you go too slow as, a, as an asshole he was in his car and he would do that he would be like oh i got the ac going in here he would like have his little like bruce springsteen playing like he would live oh, his he, best life funny guys he'd heckle you yeah. guys as you're running he would, he would joke as he was he would like drink his water as he was like driving past us to be like oh, everyone oh, good what a dick <laughs> was, yeah have a beer so and shit. Yeah, exactly. It makes you stronger. Um, I don't think, I remember there was one girl on my team who uh, purposely cut her leg to uh, not have to run. She like oh, pretended oh. that she tripped and I was like, you need, you need some help. <laughs> you could just give up. You could just, just give yeah, up. It's you the same result. Walk. Oh, you cut yourself. So you're, you're still out, you know, and yeah. you're useless. It's like you make, it makes no sense. you like, cut her knee with a twig or something. I was like, all right, that was a little intense. Um, But other than that, people would just run it. It was, uh, we would have like conversational pace days where like you're running at a pace that you could also talk at. So that was a little bit easier. But yeah, it was definitely one of those, um, you really had to like build up your stamina. I remember the very first day he had everyone, all the freshmen like line up against a gate and he went through person by person and pointed at your shoes and was like, that's not good. That's going to hurt your knees. Those aren't good. Um, those are like, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. I can't run in Converse. Great. Um, So that was like a whole different thing, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of like stamina building and, but the races were fun. And every year we got to go do a trip to a place called Morro Bay in California, um, which was always a very fun race. And it was like an overnight uh, trip, which is also terrifying because it's a bunch of like high schoolers (laughs) just doing an overnight trip in Southern or Northern California, which was really fun. We did one time, one of my favorite to this day, it's still so fun. There was a guy on our team who on the like overnight trip on the bus he put up a sign he wrote on a piece of paper help us we've been kidnapped and put it on the window of the this of this giant charter bus seven people called the police we got our bus yeah our bus got pulled over by the police yeah 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 I just remember my coach getting off to talk to the police and then getting back on and uh someone I guess had taken a picture and so the coach just goes over to the guy whose seat it was and goes, um, you need to come with me to talk to the officers. And we were all like, what happened? Uh, <laughs> and then the guy who was sitting next to us told us all. And I think he got suspended. Um, he definitely, oh, th- this was like, our. it was him and our best runner from the team. So they both got suspended for just like a little bit because you couldn't yeah. really suspend the best runner. Yeah. Right, you can't do that. Yeah, you need to yeah. win. God damn it. <laughs> Exactly. So that worked in his favor because otherwise I'm pretty sure he would have gotten kicked off the team. But right, uh, of course. Yeah. 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 Fucking run back home instead of taking Yeah. Away. But I, I also was like, that is actually hilarious because That's a lot a of people great prank, yeah. obviously, yeah, thought it was a terrorist attack because it was on a charter bus. So they yeah. thought like it's better but <laughs> help us. Dude, we that is, no, that is epic. He's probably still telling people to this day, like uh, you know what I oh, did yeah. when I was in high school. Yeah, well, you know, you thought yeah. you were crazy in high school. Well, yeah. Well, listen, I almost got us all arrested on a charter bus. So funny. Yeah. Seven people called the cops. I still tell that story to this day. So I hope he does too. 
that's epic. <laughs> I want to meet this guy. I love people that that fuck around and bust balls and pulls. I think they're like the most interesting people because they really, yeah. they're they're one. I think they're good actors because they can uh-huh. just like straight face play it. And then two, it's like they just really don't care about the consequence. Like they like you'll be surprised yeah. we can get away with in life, which I, I'm too much of a pussy to kind of like you know really uh-huh. like like poke. But you can like you can fuck with people like. Like I'm fascinated when people yell at people in uh-huh. uh, in restaurants, like blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, bro, aren't you scared you're gonna get punched in the face or something, you know? Yeah. But then anytime I, I anytime I get on my shell a little bit, I'm surprised I want to get away with. You know, there's like, okay, sir, whatever. You're like, oh, I was a dick there and it worked. That's amazing. Yeah. I always I'm always shocked that like confidence will literally get you 99% of anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always scared about the 1% where the guy is actually more confident than me. And then I, I'm determined to a pretzel, you know? Yeah, yeah, the exactly. The one person that I try to like fuck with, like, you know what? How about you fuck you, bro? And then like, I'm in, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a fucking a banana peel for the rest of my life. That would literally be the story of my life. 100% is <laughs> the one day that I'm like, all right, let me try this. They're like, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, not me, motherfucker. Yeah, like if I had done that prank, I probably would have been arrested. <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, you got you, pull something like that. You got to be the top two. That I was in my head when you said that. I'm like, oh, he was probably the best guy in the team. Like, yeah, a lot of confidence. It's the only way. Um. All right. So I wanted to say two things. Um. I kind of so I'm not a big runner, but like I'll run like 45 minutes. Like this week, I ran I ran like three times, 45 minutes. Nothing crazy. I just like to stay yeah. in shape. Um. I do attribute running the kind of like comedy where it's like when you're on stage the whole time you have to be just focused and going um constantly you know playing with the crowd or doing your jokes you have to constantly be on and using a lot of uh maximize your kind of stamina and effort mm-hmm. running is the same thing where it's like you're just going 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 and there's really no moment where you could just kind of be chill you know so a lot of times before I, I do long sets, I, I, I don't, I have like this tradition where I like, let's say I have to do 45 minutes or 30 minutes when I just go and run just to kind of like prove to myself that I can like do it, you know? Yeah. Is that, uh-huh. is, do you, you kind of, cause you're the professional, you were professional, but like you ran track and cross country. Like, would you say there's kind of similarities between that? Yeah. I think so. I think about like my track coach specifically, he would always say like, you're only defeated in life when you decide to give up in your mind. And he would always say that about like running specifically, but it's like very true. And I think I've carried that with me in the standup is like, you really are only down and out when you decide like, oh, this isn't working. So I'm just going to like quit halfway through my set. Or like, even if you don't physically quit, like mentally, once you kind of like, are like, okay, they hate me. Let me just get through the rest of my material or whatever. Yeah. It's the crowd really, can feel it. And then that's when you start bombing. That's when the show's over. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think for sure, or even just like the long journey of stand up, you know what I mean? Of like, all right, like you said, getting on stage when you have those like longer sets. I remember the first time someone asked me to do like, oh, you can do like 15. And you're like, okay, all right. I guess I can do 15. <laughs> like, let's say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And see what happens and go from there. But yeah, you just learn to like keep going and to like keep writing. And yeah, I think partially it also helps me remember like it is a 
as corny as it is, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, but um, it really is like, and I think also like with the running, you need reps to like get good. You can't just like start your first day and be like, okay, I'm going to do seven miles today. (laughs) You know, you got to start with like the basics and like, all right, let me just run for like 15 minutes. Let me run for 20 minutes. And then every um, day you add a little, every time you add a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I also, that's interesting that you do that. I heard Jerry Seinfeld talk about that on Maybe it was Kevin Hart's podcast, maybe, I don't know, whoever's podcast, he talks about how he like thinks it's really important to do weight training because of that exact reason. Like you, if you stretch your body, it proves to yourself like mentally that you can like keep going. I was like, that's so true. Yeah. To keep going and like overcome obstacles, you know? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think that's with anything. If you set any goal and you accomplish it, um, Mm -hmm you should, you have this mentality, like I can fucking do it if I really try, you know? Yeah. A lot so of times true. in stand up, you have those feelings like, oh fuck, this is uh, and then you, but this happened to me yesterday. I was doing the show and I was following a guy, I was closing out. It was one of those things where like, it's cool. Cause like I was closing out a show where uh-huh. a guy started when I was doing open mics was already like kind of headlining. Uh-huh. So he was opening for me. Oh, wow. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, like fuck man. Like this guy has been doing like, I've been doing comedy seven years seven plus his whatever seven eight it's like i'm like shit and then he's gonna see me on like he's definitely gonna be like oh like oh fuck you know but yeah. it's also cool because like all right, i'm getting the, the closer billing because um but it's good but it's also like i gotta prove it and like i remember the beginning of my set i had one riff that just didn't go well and I immediately was like oh boy and then yeah i had to kind of like in my mind like like fuck that fuck that fight fight that like just go 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 yeah. And I just slowly built it up where I was doing, you know, I slowly built it back up where like, you know, then I got that big pop. I'm like, all right, thank the fuck Christ, you know, but yeah, it was definitely a fight. It's just like, a, it's like basically like I got fucking kicked back down a hill and then I had to just climb back up, you know? Yeah. That's the one thing I do like about stand up the most is you can't really coast. Even if you get to a point where you're like, oh, I've said these jokes a million times. Like if you're not connected to it or like, they can yeah. tell you said through your body language or whatever you yeah. always have to like stay sharp which i like yeah i i have like a hot five minutes now that murders and then all the stuff after i feel like it's just in the work i'm just i can feel it in the crowd like i do this hot five they love me like this guy's the funniest person in the show and then then i go into the fucking the rest of it what i'm working on you get to tell they're like, like they're like oh boy did we get tricked you know yeah, it's so yeah. weird. I've also heard other comics say that because it's like, it's not that you're not getting laughs, but they're not as big as you're used to or that you want it, you know? But I also think it's what we said, it's in here. So like you hear yeah. the thing, you're like, oh, oh and then- Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. Wait a second. It's funny. It's like, it's almost, a, it's almost a mirror with the crowd. If you're like freaking out, then they start freaking out, you know? Yes, yeah, it's yeah, so weird. Mm-hmm. Me. All right, Um. so I will see you this weekend, which, so you're on, are you on every show this weekend at Greenwich? No, I forget oh. what. I think it's just Sunday. Oh, just Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, I have a fun week. I'm very excited because, like I said, I just like, I like, I want to, I'm excited to do just a bunch of spots in the city. Yeah. Um, Where are you doing stuff at? Well, I'm literally, I, I'm at every show at Greenwich. Okay. I'm doing a spot. And did you get your August spots, by the way? No. Did you? Oh, thank God. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. He texted me, he told me two weeks ago. I'm going to send you spots by the end of the week. And I haven't got anything. I'm like, well, I just didn't get any spots for August. I'll, I'll just have to fucking uh, get a real job. And yeah. um, <laughs> no, I, I'm glad you said that. Cause I hadn't either. And I was like, did he just decide? <laughs> Maybe yeah, not this month. Me. Yeah. No, yeah. I guess if, cause you're there pretty off. I I'm kind of like, so I was at um, Greenwich. I've been 
so, I, so I've been at work in Broadway Grand for a while, but uh-huh. I, the way I got in, it, so Rich is the book. Um, we just won't say his last name. So Rich books the shows uh-huh. at Broadway and Greenwich. We, we just won't say his last name. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't always the case. It was Al uh, Martin, the owner of the clubs for, when I started there, it was always him. So I would go through him, I'd get spots, it'd be great. Okay. Um, but then Al, you know, Al's, you know, chilling and uh, he has Rich booking it. And then, but then Rich, you know, it's a different uh, group of people. Like yeah. Al has these comics, Rich has these comics. Some of them, crisscross but i was yeah. one of the owl guys so i had to kind of like get in with rick i had to kind of cross over even though he knew who i was but yeah. um i recently went there and melinda like super nice was like uh you know i'm gonna text uh rich um to use you more and then like so i hope i think that's where all these like that's where the friday sat like this is where all the, the weekend spots started coming from oh, that's awesome yeah yeah it's great i, I owe melinda a bottle of uh, champagne or a cat because I know she likes yeah. cat. Um, She's the best. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was hoping to see. You. I'll see you Sunday then because I think I'm hosting yeah. this Sunday. Anyways, so let's wrap this up. You're, um, I just want to ask you this. I always ask everyone this at the end. What, if you can go back and change anything in high school, is there anything you'd change? Oh, good question. If I could go back and change anything in high school, what would I change? Um, I would... I would develop stronger friendships that lasted longer. I feel like I don't talk to that many people from high school still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you you said you were in every group, right? You, you were kind of- Yeah, I kind of dabbled in like every group. Yeah, but I didn't have like a specific, I guess, like click yeah. of like two or three. Yeah, so that's like- I, I think that's the thing people do in high school. They try to get in with everyone. Almost yeah. And then- at the, uh, uh, when you grow up, I feel the same way too. It's like, I wish I'd just stay with the people that were like kind of the, the first people I became friends with and just like yeah. develop stronger friends, like develop a best friend and another best friend instead of like 11 people that I'm semi cool with, you know? Yes, exactly. I think yeah. basically that's the, the best way for the kids who fare the best in school is like the kids who have three close friends rather than the kids who are friends with like 17 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's tough though like because uh, you know a lot of people in high school like um, they get you know being cool or fitting in is a big thing and then you're just trying to um, get everyone to like you you know. Yeah. I it's definitely so uh, felt I had a lot of friends I like when I was um, like in middle school I had these friends that were just kind of like in my area where I lived. Yeah. But then I started kind of hanging out with like the cooler crowd in high school and I kind of like ditched them a bit. Uh-huh. And um, now I don't talk to those kids anymore, but it's like, they like me for me. Not cause like I was like in this cool crowd and yeah. also the kids. I, so I went to a uh, Rutgers Newark oh. for my first year. Then I transferred to Rutgers New Brunswick. Okay. And I transferred because I wanted to, you know, go to a, have a better college experience. But those kids I met in Rutgers Newark are the only kids I really kind of talk to now. The kids in Rutgers New Brunswick, I talk to here and there, but it's just not as close, you know? Yeah. Um, But there was definitely more of them. There was definitely more, more of those kids, but like the real close ones were the ones in the beginning, you know? So Mm -hmm. definitely see what you're saying. It's definitely with things like friendship, it's quality, not quantity for sure. 
Yeah, 100%. It's like investing in those like small group people that you actually like vibe with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, Vanessa, thanks so much. Vanessa with two N's. Um, yeah. I, I had trouble finding it a couple of times. Like, where the, I know I have fucking friends with her. Where the hell is she? Struggle. Yeah. <laughs> so Vanessa, tell people where they can find you and what are you, where are you going to be? What are you up to? Okay, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at what I pronounce Nestle. Nobody else does. It's N N E S S L E I G H, but I'm going to change it. So slip into my DMs if you have any pitches. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I perform a lot at Greenwich Village Comedy Club uh, in Greenwich Village, which is awesome. Um, and then I do a lot of other random shows. So find me on social media. Hell yeah. Go see Vanessa. She's super funny. And um, uh, I got a good feeling about you, Vanessa. I think you're going to be big one day. I can see you hosting the Oscars. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. And when you said that, I took this hosting class. I was like, I can see that. I can see her with the microphone and the dress and the red carpet, you know. <laughs> I love people that. on the head, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the goal. Those classes will all be worth it. <laughs> One day. All right, okay. uh, Vanessa, thank you so much. Guys, um, you know where to follow me, Kamach Bro. Check the tour dates on my website, jameskamach.com slash shows and uh, tell a friend. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.